0: Um, I'm glad to be here. And I told my pastor that, uh, that I work with, I said, it's, it's, it's gonna be a great joy, but it's gonna be a flood of emotions being up here to preach. And uh, I wanna, first of all, I wanna say thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, I share the same thoughts that uh, Brother Schmidt uh, but Tim shared. And uh, I want to say thank you, first of all, to Pastor Rogers and Mrs. Rogers. I'm so thankful that God used them in such a great way in my life. And I'm standing here today because I'm a testament of God's grace. I'm a testament of God's goodness. And we're gonna, I'll, I'll preach on that. Uh, amen. Blessed. How blessed we are, and I'm blessed, it's, it's a blessing to be here. I thank you for everybody, that all the people that worked so hard. You, you guys did such a wonderful job. Thank you for that, I thank you for the McGregors uh, opening their home and allowing me to stay with them. What a privilege to thank Tim for letting me use this car. It's just been a blessing to be here, and I'm, I'm thankful uh, for Pastor Rogers. I'm thankful for him. I'm thankful for how God, you know, God works in such a great and mighty way. It's amazing how God works. If you stand back and you, and you take a moment and you take yourself and you breathe in what, you, what God has accomplished and what God can do, it will amaze you. And me and pastors had many times, we've been able to, to uh, remember some things. And I, I'm just thankful that, you know, God still works today, amen. God does not stop working. God continues to work in such great and mighty ways. I can remember being a, youth, a young teenager and uh, I remember sitting right over here on this left side in the old pews, which are up in the balcony still. And I remember sitting in those pews and uh, I could tell you some stories. I don't know how many stories the pastor wants me to tell you, things that have happened here. And I love, uh, I'm thankful for Brother Clint Scroggins. He, God used him in a great way. In my life, as a teenager, and uh, I, you know, it was. I remember sitting there, and I remember sitting with uh, Jason and, and Sean and Connie Schmidt, and and we're all sitting there. And I remember the times that I, I remember we'd go into the room over here, and, and we met in the in the in the L-shaped building over here, and we met in the right in the corner. And it, when I first came here, it was just a small group of teenagers. And I remember Clint and, Clint and Pastor Roger just came here. And I thought he was been here forever. Um, and, but I didn't realize that he was here basically at the same time I came here. And uh, Clint came shortly after. And I, and I remember Clint and we was in Sunday school class. And, you know, I wasn't sure where I was doing or, or what. I was just a young boy, teenage boy coming in, in, into church. And, and my mom, dad, uh, they struggled. Pastor Rogers knows my mom and dad very well, uh, and there were some struggles that they dealt with. And uh, I'm thankful for my grandmother. My grandmother, uh, which we called her Ganym, Ma, um, she she f- found this church, and, and she told, she came down and she visited, and she and she said, T.J. Haleyworth, That's what they, that, I was. I was known as T.J. in my family, and so everybody called me T.J. around here. But, um, that stands for Tom Jr. And uh, Ganymal uh, brought me over, uh, came in, and she came down and she said, we're gonna go to church. And that was my grandmother. My my, my Ganymall was the, the spiritual leader of our, uh, really the spiritual uh, influence in our lives as young people. And uh, she brought us here and I remember coming in here and I remember going over to s- sit in the room with Clint, and, and and, you know, Clint was, Clint was a, man, he was a goofball. He was, you want to talk, he was a Coast Guard guy. And he was crazy. And I'll tell you, he was, I'll tell you, that guy, he would have, he would have us do stuff. Oh, my word. He was a blessing, though. I mean, if a guy can sit off of the end of a, a, a C-130, and with his feet hanging down off the end of the, uh, of the, the deck, you know, the deck comes down, and he thinks it's fun. When you're 10,000 feet in the air, I don't know what you're going to say about that. I don't know. But I remember him and, and, and uh, God used him in, in a great way. He influenced me in, in so many ways. And, and uh, you know, he really, really encouraged me to get involved, really encouraged me to get involved. And I'm, I'm thankful for Brother Tim and all the work that he did. Uh, it, he, he's a blessing Brother Schmidt is a blessing. And I'm so thankful for him. I really am. I'm thankful for the preaching that took place here. Amen. From, from, like Pastor mentioned, from the very first message to the very last message, it was great. What a blessing. I, we had, uh, I, I want to share this as a testimony of, of what God did uh, in the meeting. We had our breakout session, and, uh, and we had Brother Smith. And he came up and he went to 1 Kings uh, chapter 18. And he dealt with Elijah and, and discouragement. And then we had Brother Getch come in. And you're thinking, well, he's going to give us a different section of scripture to go to. He went right to the exact same scripture. And taught the very same scripture that Brother Smith, Smith taught on. But he taught about courage. And you know, it, it, that, is, that is God doing a great work there. That's God orchestrating the things that are needed for what it, for for God to work, Amen. And so I just wanna just thank you. I I, I I I've been praying for this meeting. I've been praying to be able to come here and preach, and um, I just want to be a blessing to you this morning. And I, I'm thankful that you guys uh, are, are here this morning. I'm thankful for Pastor allowing me to come and, and stand behind his pulpit. Uh, God's pulpit and to preach God's word. Amen. Turn to Psalms chapter one this morning. I can go on for a long time, but I don't think you guys want to be here a long time. Amen. So let's look here. Psalms chapter one. And I just want to read this here. It says, Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth, I'll let you continue to turn there, amen. Seed of the scornful. Verse 2 But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly, are not so, but are like the chaff, which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. This morning, I wanna to preach to you to be, to be connected to be a blessing. Be connected to be a blessing. And so let's pray this morning. Lord, I thank you, Father, for your grace and for your love, and I thank you for this time that I'm able to stand here. And Lord, just uh, just the memories I have of, of being here as a teenager. I remember singing back here in the choir. I remember being in the seats here where the pews used to be, and Lord, how you worked and how you moved in such a great and mighty way in my life, I'm so thankful. I'm thankful, Lord, for your grace. Oh, God, how great, how great your grace is and how wonderful your love is. How marvelous is thy works. And Lord, I'm thankful, Lord, that I'm able to be here this morning. I pray that you would help us, Lord, to stay connected to you so that way we could be a blessing to show others about Jesus Christ. And Lord, that you would use us in a great and a mighty way, Lord. I pray that you would remove me, Lord, out of the way. Lord, that the Spirit has full control of what takes place here this morning as I preach, Lord, your word. I thank you for Pastor Rogers and Lord, just his faithfulness here. And Lord, how you've used him in such a great way. I'm thankful for Tim and Lord, how you use him in such a great way. Lord, but we're here to lift you up this morning. We're here to honor you and glorify you through the preaching of your word. And Lord, that may it be so to this morning. I thank you in your precious name, amen. Before we see there, verse 1, there of Psalms chapter 1, it says, blessed. Well, Let me park there for a minute, amen, can I? Amen. Blessed. You know, how blessed are we? We are blessed beyond all measure. We are blessed because of what God has done. We, we are blessed because we receive the blessings of God and that God is the source of our blessings. Amen. All blessings flow from God himself. And only that he, that we can only we can only glorify in what he has done and what his blessings are and how he has blessed us and blessed is blessed here is the word blessed means as a, a prime root to be straight. amen, I'm so glad that God straightens us out amen. God gets us on the straight path and, and on the narrow path and he, and he takes us and places us on there, but he gives us a it also is a sense to uh, especially to be level right or happy to go forward to be uh, to be honest to prosper called to to be blessed blessed happily go consider uh, 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 go guide lead relieve happiness how happy you know we can only the, the only place that we can find true ble- uh, true happiness and true joy, true joy true joy and true peace is only by god The only place that we can find true blessedness and true happiness and true joy is only by tapping into what God has to give to us. Amen. It's only by what God gives us. And we're blessed and we can probably and we've already heard some testimonies of how God has blessed us. Amen. How God has blessed here uh, through the men's meeting. Amen. But. We can, and we could probably go on and talk about how God has blessed us in so many ways. But the first blessing is, is we, is, is that we can say and that we can, that we can testify is, is what God has done in our lives by bringing salvation into Jesus by, through Jesus Christ. That we're saved and we're saved by grace and that God has taken us out of darkness and brought us into light because of the Holy Spirit and because of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross of Calvary for us to no longer dwell in darkness but to live in light. And so, God, we, we, we are blessed because, and we can find true happiness. You know, this world, people in our, in our world today, they, they, they do everything they can to find happiness. People in our world try to do everything they can. They go from all kinds of different experiences. They try to find anything and everything that, they, they, that will make them happy. But the only place and only in, in the, the only place that you can find true happiness, the only place that you can find true joy, is only in the word of God. It's only by what God has done for us. The only place that we can find that source of complete joy is in God Himself. And so we see here, God gives us blessings, not so that way we can just hold on to them ourselves. Not so that way we can mount up as many blessings as we can. God blesses us so that way we, be, we become a blessing to others. So we become a source of blessing. So that way we become an avenue of God's blessings, that, our, that his blessings flow through us so that way others can see how, God, how great God is and how good God is. And so we see here a blessed man and we see that there's some aspects of a blessed man. First, we saw Psalms 32.1. It says, Blessed is whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How blessed are we that we know that Jesus Christ has covered all of our sins. It's like the pastor mentioned the whiteboard. Amen. That was a blessing. Amen. To have all those sins written down there. And then what was really, what was really neat, it was that pastor went and he erased all those sins. And, you, and, and what you could see was no longer the sins, but you saw the pure whiteness. Of the board. When Jesus comes into your life, God no longer sees your sins, but He sees the blood of Christ and He sees what His blood has done for your life. He sees that the blood has covered those sins in your life and that you are now blessed because you are covered by the blood of Christ. Our transgressions are forgiven. It's not by what we can do; it's by what God has done for us. Amen. We can't figure it. We can't. We can't forgive our own sins. We can't do anything to 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 get forgiveness from God. It's what Christ has done, and all we got to do is come to Him and say, "And say, Lord, I, I trust in what You have done for me." So that way, my sins can be forgiven. So that way, my sins can be covered through the Son, through the blood of Jesus Christ. We see in Psalms 103, 1 through 5, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Do, you know how many benefits we have with the Lord? Oh, man, we can't count. We can't, we, we'd spend eternity counting the blessedness of God, the blessings, the benefits. And you know, when you accept Christ, guess what? You get all of those benefits, amen? All of those benefits you come in contact with, you are now connected to those benefits because of Jesus Christ. We see that it says there, who forgiveth all thy iniquities. He's forgiven all. Amen. I love the definition of all. It's pretty simple. It's everything. Amen. All. There's not one sin that's not been forgiven that God has forgiven. God has forgiven all Of thy sins. Amen. He's forgiven all thy iniquities. Who healeth diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The only place that you can find true goodness and good things and happiness and holy things is in God Himself. Complete joy. You know, this man has found the source, this blessed man that we see here that's mentioned. It says, blessed is the man. This man is completely connected to the source of the blessings that that makes him happy, that gives him complete joy, that gives him complete peace. He's connected into that source. We see that this man has found the source where all blessings flow. That source is... God himself, God of heaven, the Lord of lords and our savior, Jesus Christ. He has been justified by Christ through his blood and no longer walks in darkness, but walks in the light of Christ. We see in Proverbs 4, chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, it says, but the path of the just is a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. Before you came to Christ, you walked in darkness. You had no light. There was no light in you. And you stumbled about. We stumbled about because of, because of the darkness that was around us. But then when Jesus showed up and Jesus came and Jesus revealed his, through light under our lives and under our hearts, we're taken from the darkness and in placed into light. And now we walk in light. Not our light, but his light. And his light shines upon our path so that way we know where to walk. God guides us by his light and through his word. And so we see that what God has done. We see how he's blessed us. It says not only are we blessed because of what Christ has done for us and what he has, what we are tapped into, the source of for which all blessings flow from. We need to be a channel so that the blessings flow from the Lord and then flow through us to be a blessing to those around us. Amen. You guys uh, did that these last two days. Amen. You became a source of blessing here at Faith Baptist Tabernacle. See, have, we have showed, uh, we see here uh, in Acts chapter 20, verse 34 and 35, it says, Yea, you yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessity and, uh, and to them that are with me. I have showed you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Again, you guys gave. You guys gave these last two days. And I'm gonna tell you that you gave and that God's gonna bless God is going to bless because of what you gave and how you gave and the blessings are going to continue. Not, they're going to continue tomorrow and the next day and the next month and the next month and God's blessings are going to continue throughout for years to come. And so how do we stay connected to the source where the blessings come from and by what and by that we can be a blessing to others? Verse one, we see, first of all, we see the Walk of the blessed man. It says, walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. A blessed man must have the proper testimony to stay connected to the source. We see his walk. Walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. We must avoid the evil around us and have no part in the wickedness of this world. And there's evil all around us. And and listen, we we have three enemies amen we have three we have the world the devil and the flesh and all of those want to take us away from walking with the lord it says their walk not we need to make sure our walk is right with god amen make sure our walk is right with the, our walk is right with god to keep that flow of, to keep that connected to be connected to the blessings We see that he does not follow the the counsel or the way of thinking which we can lead to being disconnected from the source of blessing. Instead, he takes wiser counsel, godly counsel by following the commandments of the Lord, his God. His footsteps are ordered by the word of God and not hindered by the world, by this world. I I like what C.H. Spurgeon said. It's a rich sign of inward grace when the outward walk is changed and when godliness is put far, or excuse me, let me say that again. Let me just start over. It is a rich sign of inward grace when the outward walk is changed and when ungodliness is put far from our actions. See, Ephesians chapter two, verses one through six, it says there in Ephesians chapter two, verses one through six, and you hath he quickened, who are dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to this world, according to the course of this world, "'According to the prince of the power of the air, "'the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, "'among whom also we all had our conversation in time past "'in lust of our flesh, "'fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, "'and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. "'But God, who is rich in mercy, "'for his great love, wherein he loved us, "'even when we were dead in sins, "'hath quickened us together with Christ. "'By grace are you saved.'" and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I want to tell you this morning that God wants to, God wants to use you in a great way. And God has, brought, God has changed you, he's quickened you so that way you have been made alive through Jesus Christ so that you walk not according to this world, but that you walk according to his word and so that you can become a blessing and be used to be a blessing to others. We see, that we're, we see how blessed we are. We see that God has taken us and we no longer walk according to the course of this world. We no longer, our, God has changed how we walk, amen, because of his grace. He's changed the direction that we were going. We were going with the course of this world, we were going with the flow of the thinking of this world, but now God has taken us from that course and he's placed us on his course. He's placed us on his direction so that we walk with him. His way of fellowship with with sinners has changed because he has been changed positionally, spiritually in the sight of God. He is now blood-washed sinner, quickened by the Holy Spirit, renewed in heart since he has been changed positionally in the sight of God he avoids doing as they do. Listen, if you're here this morning, you can say, "Brother Tom, I, I I know God is I know God has changed me. I know I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior." Then let me ask you, how's your walk doing? Are you are you connect, Is your walk right so that you're connected to be a blessing? Proverbs thirteen fifteen says, "Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of the transgressor is hard." Proverbs fourteen twelve, Proverbs fourteen twelve. Let's go and turn there. Amen. I know I've been just going here. Proverbs fourteen twelve. Amen. Proverbs fourteen twelve. It says here, verse fourteen, verse twelve. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. You know, before you were saved, you thought you were going the right way. You thought you were doing okay. And then God came and revealed to him what Jesus Christ has done for you, and you realize the way I'm going is not the right way. The way I'm living is not the right way. And God reveals to you that he says, I have a way for you to live. Amen. We see in Proverbs, it says, we see that. He sits not in the, scornful, uh, the seat of the scornful. He is no longer denies there is a God, but now is fellowship with God because he knows there is a God of heaven. We need to be careful with those who scoff at the holiness of God or those who cast judgment at those who live by his righteousness. We see back in Psalms chapter one, we see that to be connected to the blessings, we need to make sure our walk is right. Amen. The next thing we see that To be connected to the blessings, we need to make sure we have the right delight. Verse two, the right delight. We need to make sure God's word is our delight, amen? God's word is our delight. How much do we spend on trying to find things that give us delight? We could spend a lot on different things. And you know, people have, they call them toys, amen? That gives them great delights, amen? I don't have any toys. I, I, you know, but they, they, they focus on so much. They, maybe a boat or, you know, a quad or whatever off wheel vehicle. And they say that that's their delight. But listen, Christians here this morning, I want to tell you that your delight needs to be found in the word of God. Your delight needs to be found in the word of God. His word needs to be part of every aspect of your life. It says there in verse two, it says, and in, the, in his law, doth he meditate day and night. Doth he meditate day and night. You know, God's word has the proper place in the life of a blessed man. He has a good appetite. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a good appetite for God's word today? Amen. Have a good appetite for God's word. Be connected through God's word to the blessings that God has for you. Be connected to God's word so you can be connected to God's blessings. Look at Galatians chapter three. You know, I'm thankful for the fact that Jesus Christ fulfilled the law. Amen, Galatians chapter three. Amen, Galatians chapter three. In verse 24, it says there in verse 24, it says, wherefore the law was our schoolmaster To bring us unto Christ. I'm thankful that. The law is no longer our schoolmaster. Because we received Christ as our savior. That we might be justified by faith. We're justified through what Christ has done for us. Amen. By placing our faith and trust in him. we see but after. uh, uh, But after. That faith has come. We are no longer under the schoolmaster. For we. We for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. We see that, I hope and pray that you understand that what Jesus Christ has done for you. I hope, and understand that, I hope and pray that you understand that Christ has died for you so that way you can have delight in his word. I want you to have delight, be connected to the word of God. It says, and he shall be, verse three, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season and his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he does shall prosper. We see here that the blessed man becomes a channel of blessing. The blessed man becomes a channel of blessings. You know, God wants to to use you so that way that his blessings flow through you so that others can see what God has done in your life, how God has worked in your life. We see that here in verse three, the proof of the evidence that he is a blessed man, a blessed man will be planted by the hand of God that he would be glorified and shall be like the tree planted, not just a random tree, but a chosen tree planted by the very hand of God. In Isaiah 61 verses one through three, it says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto, unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives in the and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them the, that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty of ashes and oil, the oil of joy for mourning, the government of praise for the spirit of heaviness, for they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. You know, we have been uprooted As wild trees that have been planted and grafted into the very tree of righteousness by the grace of God. And that tree is placed by the means of grace, for uh, means for grace here called the rivers of water. River is a symbol of divine blessings. God's rivers are never uh, a never failing source of supply. Amen. God's source never stops flowing. God's source of blessings always continues to flow. We need to be a tree that brings forth fruit in his season. When we delight in God's word bring, uh, be, uh, God's word being taught by it, and his word brings patience in the time of suffering, it keeps us fixed in the day of trial and gives us great joy during the time of prosperity. We shall have f- fruitfulness as a Christian. It is expected from those who enjoy the mercies of God that they bring forth fruit. We shall be his leaf. Uh, we shall be preserved by his grace from the blemish and decay of this world, for the leaf also shall not wither. And we see here because the word of God rules in the heart of the blessed, and what is accomplished for the Lord will be remembered. Whatsoever he doth shall prosper. In faith, we know that this word is sure, and it, by it we. See, the work of God will prosper even when everything seems to go against it. We want prosperity in the spiritual sense as we grow in Christ. And the greatest moment of the spiritual growth is by our trials in life, and this brings forth abundant fruit. The greatest moments that you'll have spiritual growth is through the greatest difficulties of life, amen? And so we see, in verse four, the way of the ungodly are the opposite of the blessed man. We see the blessed man is uh, he, we see the his walk, we saw his delight, we saw that he's a channel, and he's and we see that all of this is so that way the ungodly can be reached, so those can see how great God is. and so we see that the ungodly here listen. If you're not saved and born again, you don't know Christ as your personal savior, then you're lost. And I'm gonna tell you here in a moment, I'm gonna tell you here that if, you're, if you don't know Christ, eternity in hell is waiting. And we see that we have a a job to do. We, have a, we, are, we are to be a source of blessing so that others can see what God can do. See the... Here in verse four, the ungodly are not so, but like the chaff with the wind driveth away. The way of the ungodly are the opposite of blessing. The description of the ungodly, whatever good things that are said in the previous verses of the righteous is not true in the case of the ungodly. Those things do not apply. The things that were mentioned here were not applied. They do, do they, they do not apply to those that are ungodly. Those that are without Christ. They are like the chaff, not valuable, useful, unfruitful. The husk of heirs of wheat, which was separated from the grain by being thrown into the air, the wind blowing away the chaff while the grain was saved. The carrying away of the chaff by the wind is a spiritual image of the destruction of the wicked and of their powerlessness to resist God's judgment. Those that are lost, they're not going to be able to resist the judgment that's waiting for them. They can't. They can't resist it, but they can be saved from it through Jesus Christ. We see in Isaiah uh, chapter twenty-nine, verse five. It says, "Moreover, the multitude of of thy strangers shall be like small dust, and the multitude of the terrible ones shall be as chaff to pass away. Yea, it shall be at an instant, suddenly." We see verse five: the doom of the ungodly. The ungodly here, they will be found guilty. All their pleas and excuses will be overruled. There's nothing that they they can do or say that's gonna bring them into righteousness with God. You see, they'll stand in fear and will be unable to stand their ground. Verse five, it says, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. We see that this judgment is to come. So plain will the evidence be against them and so just and impartial will the judgment be upon it. They will forever shout out or separate from the society of the blessed. They will, they'll forever be shut out and separated from the society of the blessed. You see here in Matthew chapter 13, turn to Matthew chapter 13. I'm about done here. Matthew chapter 13 in verse 37. Chapter 13, verse 37, and it says here in verse 37, it says, he answered and said unto them, he that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The son of man shall send forth his angels and they shall gather out of his kingdom all the things that, are, that offend and them which do iniquity and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be welling and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as a sun in the kingdom of, the, of their father who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And then verse 49 says, so shall it be at the end of the world, the angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just. We see in verse six, the end of Psalms chapter one, verse six. Amen. Psalms chapter one, verse six says, therefore the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. I just wanna encourage you this morning. First of all, one, if you don't know Christ as your personal savior, I want you to get that taken care of today. Because we don't know when that time will come, when the end will be. We don't know. We look around and we can see all the things that are taking place in the world. And I can say, Christ is returning and it's getting sooner, and it's getting sooner. It could be any moment that Christ, can, that Christ will call us home. It'll be any moment that the rapture will take place. And if you're here today and you don't know Christ as your savior, the most important thing is that you understand that if you don't trust Christ, you will perish. You will perish. You'll spend eternity in hell. I'm gonna tell you that Jesus Christ has died so that way you can be saved. He, his blood was spilled so you can receive Christ as your savior. If you're here this morning and you say, Brother Tom, I, uh, I know that I'm saved and born again. I know Christ is my savior. Then are you connected to that source of blessings so that God can use you to be a blessing to those around you? God wants you, God gives you blessings so that way you will be a blessing. God gives you blessings so that you will be a blessing. Be a blessing in your witness. Be a blessing in telling others about Christ. Be that blessing that God wants you to be this morning. I thank you for your attendance, Lord, this morning. Amen.